0: hello and welcome to cbs radio mystery theater from otrgold.com this episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors get caught
1: unstuck beginning next monday the kRLD mystery spotter will be cruising the dallas area looking for cars displaying the free mr pib bumper sticker Get caught, and you are an instant winner. Over 200 prizes will be awarded. Sylvania Color TVs, stereo sets, AM-FM portable radios, and a host of other prizes. Stick with Mr. Pib, and you'll have a chance to win the mystery spotter car itself. The 1974 Spirit of America Chevy Vega from Doran Chevrolet. It's simple, no purchase necessary, nothing to buy. Just look for complete details and free bumper stickers at participating stores where you shop for Mr. Pib. Stickers are also available at Duran Chevrolet, LBJ at Inwood. So slap your bumper on our sticker, and you could be an instant winner. While you're sticking, stock up on cartons of Mr. Pibb. It's smooth and easy, and it goes
2: down good. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Meiji Marshall Sorry about this door of ours We've tried oiling it a hundred times But it doesn't do the least bit of good You see, this is the door To the Radio Mystery Theater And its hinges Have a mind of its own And speaking of the mind That's the subject of the story You're about to hear We're going to take you deep into the recesses Of a human mind But you won't be alone on your journey You'll be accompanied by three people One of them is a psychiatrist A man whose purpose it is to heal and cure But the other two Well, I'm sorry to say that their intentions Are not nearly so benevolent
3: You, you can't do this to that man, Jimmy He's sick, he's very sick if we do something like this, we're liable to make him worse.
4: Do you think I care about him? All I care about is us. But
5: you might drive him out of his head. You, you, you might make him insane.
2: Our mystery drama, The Case of M.J.H., was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Henry Slessor and stars Augusta Dabney. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser Busch, Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
6: You don't see many people putting salt in their beer nowadays. Not that there's anything wrong with salt on radishes or French fries, but man, not in the king of beers. Truth is the only thing salt can do for Budweiser is make it salty. An unwise thing to do to the only beer in America that's beechwood-aged. Unsalted Budweiser has become the most popular beer in the world. That's because in brewing Bud, the Budweiser Brewmaster goes all the way for a taste, a smoothness, a drinkability you'll find in no other beer at any price. something else you can take without a grain of salt. The fact that when you say Budweiser, you've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis.
1: announces the winning team for the football season. Veterans Blackie Sherrod, Frank Luxer, Bob Galt, Jim Woodruff, Harry Gage, James Walker, rookies Randy Harvey, Kenny Hand. So if you want another reason why the hare finally beat the tortoise, these are the columns to read this fall. Sherrod, Luxer, Galt, Woodruff, Gage, Walker, Harvey, Hand, Sherrod. Sure.
2: The mood of a psychiatrist's office is very special. A quiet mood, which gives no hint of the raging storms contained in the minds of those who lie on Dr. Vernon Cooper's leather couch and murmur their way through the secret fears and hidden angers of their lives. I must
6: have been, I don't know, 20 or 21, something like that. That was when I started putting on the pounds. My God, I put on weight so fast, I... I had to get rid of a suit I'd bought only two months before. It was, like you said, I, I got myself into a spiral. I, I, I couldn't get out of it. I didn't have any friends. I didn't think any girl would look at me twice fat as I was. And the more I felt deprived, the hungrier I got. And the more I ate and the more I ate and... Oh, listen, I, I must have told you this story a dozen times, Dr. Cooper. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's like a waste of money, isn't it? Be coming here twice a week and telling you the same things over and over. Oh, there are differences. There are always differences in the way things are related. Those differences can be very significant. Well, maybe. Why are you looking at your watch? Oh, I tell my time's up, isn't it? Yes, but why not let me tell you when the hour's up? I guess I'm I'm just anxious to get out of here. I've got something to do this evening. Business appointment? Well, like you said, Dr... The hour's up. I don't have to say any more, do I? <laughs> all right, Mr. Harrison. We'll go on next time, then. Right. Uh, listen, uh, would it be all right if I didn't come in at 3 o'clock on Wednesday? I'm busy then. Could could we change the time? Oh, why don't you check with Miss Sheridan? Yeah, I'll do that. So long, Dr. Cooper. Bye. Uh, Miss Sheridan...
3: Yes, Mr. Harrison?
6: Dr. Cooper said I could ask you if there was some other time I could come on Wednesday.
3: Uh, well, let's see. Um, let's see. We're scheduled for three. Oh! Huh. Wait a minute. I see that Dr. Cooper has a free hour at ten. If you can make it that early.
6: Uh, yes. That, that'll be okay. Ten o'clock.
3: Thanks. Bye, Mr. Harrison. So long. Dr. Cooper's office.
5: Hi, Maddie. It's Judy.
3: Oh, hello, Judy. How are you? Okay. What are you doing tonight? Ah, usual, I suppose. Eating dinner and watching television. Who knows? I might vary the routine by washing my hair. You
5: wouldn't like to go to
3: that party with me? What party? Oh, Judy, you don't mean that dancing school thing. Yeah, that one. Judy, why do you talk about those things as if they're really parties? Nobody gets invited. You pay to be there. Oh,
5: it's better than nothing, isn't it? Not
3: for me, it isn't.
5: But what choice do we have? There's got to be some way to meet a man in this town.
3: Well, all we ever met there are dancing instructors. And all they want is to sign us up for a 5,000-lesson dance course, payable for the rest of our lives.
5: Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. What did you say was on TV tonight?
3: Maddie? Oh, excuse me, Judy. I have to go. Oh,
5: okay. I'll call you later. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, Dr. Cooper? You might as well run along
6: home. I have some notes to transcribe, and I'm not expecting any more patients.
3: I'm not in any hurry, doctor. No, no, you run along and enjoy your evening. (laughs) Oh,
6: did I say something wrong? I beg your pardon? That was quite a face you made when I said that.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) My evening was just under discussion. Doesn't look that enjoyable. Oh, well,
6: whatever happened to that young man you were seeing a while back? uh,
3: Freddy something? You're just a little bit behind schedule, Dr. Cooper. Freddy was gone with the wind just about a year ago. Huh?
6: Is it that long?
3: Mm, There never was much there to begin with. Oh, I'm
6: sorry to hear that. Well, see you in the morning as usual.
3: As usual. That's the phrase, all right.
5: So, Mr. Aranowitz says to Mr. Clark, who's supposed to be handling the money around here, you or me? So, Mr. Clark says, why have we got adding machines in the office if you're not going to use them? So, Mr. Aranowitz says, hey, hey, Maddie, are you still there?
3: Yes, Judy, I'm here.
5: Yeah, I haven't said a word for five minutes.
3: I wonder why.
5: Listen, am I keeping you from something?
3: Only from my dinner. I thought I had some macaroni and cheese left over from last night, but it had green mold all over it.
5: Well, what are you going
3: to do then? Well, at the cafeteria, I suppose. I
5: thought you hated that place. You said it was full of nothing but tired old
3: men. Yeah, old men, with fresh macaroni and cheese. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Judy, okay?
5: Yeah, all right. Hey, you know something? What? Right about now, I'd even for a tired old man.
4: Uh, excuse me, miss. Yes? Uh, maybe I'd be able to give you a hand with that tray. It looks like you're about to drop the whole thing. Oh,
3: well, this darn book of mine has made the whole thing unbalanced.
4: Well, here, maybe if I grab the book.
3: Oh, <laughs> thanks. That helps.
4: Hey, this is some book, all right. must weigh ten pounds. It
3: reads that way, too. Well, thanks again. Uh,
4: why not sit down here at my table?
3: Well, um. Okay, I I guess it's just as good a table as any.
4: Of course, maybe you'd rather be by yourself to uh, read your book. No,
3: no, 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 I don't think I really feel like reading tonight.
4: Hey, uh, what's the name of it anyway? (laughs) Hey, you know something? I can't even pronounce the name of it.
3: (laughs) It's called The Psychopathology of Everyday Life. Sigmund Freud, I'm sure you've heard of him.
4: Yeah, he's a, a shrink or something like that.
3: Well, he was just about the...
4: First shrink, I guess. No kidding. Hey, you must be a pretty brainy type reading stuff like this.
3: Well, I'm afraid I only read it because I think I should. Not much
4: of it really penetrates. Well, that's the way I feel about most books. Tony, I never cracked one with a title like that. Well,
3: you see, I work for a doctor. Oh, hey, you a nurse? No, no, not, not really. I'm just a receptionist, a secretary. Uh. But I did have some training, and I thought it would be necessary in order to, um, to, um well, you know, to work for that sort of person. Well, well what sort? Uh, a psychiatrist.
4: Oh, you mean he's a shrink, too.
3: <laughs> well, I suppose you could call him that.
4: Well, what do you know? You know, all my life I wondered about those guys. I mean, what they do, how that uh, psychoanalysis stuff works, it does work, doesn't it? Oh, yes, yes, there's no doubt of that.
3: Oh, Doctor Cooper's done wonderful things for his patients. You mean he makes uh, crazy people well? Oh, well, you can't oversimplify it that way. It's a well, his patients aren't well crazy, as you say. They're, they're disturbed and they have problems and neuroses, and well, an awful lot of people do. Only, you know, not all of them seek professional
4: help. Yeah, well, that's for sure. There are more nuts walking the street. <laughs> the well, the psycho. Pathology? Yeah. You do. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this kind of stuff is too much for me. <laughs> hey, uh, you're not eating your dinner.
3: No. Yeah, that's right. Well, then, you're not eating yours either.
4: You, well, I'm not too hungry tonight. I'm, I'm just having coffee. That's all? Well, that's all I came in for. Only I guess I'm getting a little more than I bargained for. I mean this nice conversation. Do you, um, uh, do you live around here? Well, not too far away. In fact, I was thinking of looking for a room in this neighborhood. Just a room? Well, yeah. What else does a guy like me need? I mean, a guy without a family. Oh, <laughs> I see. You know, I really can't get over Over what? The combination.
3: What do you mean?
4: I mean, a, a girl like you, a nice-looking girl like you, with <laughs> brains, too. <clears throat> Uh, listen, my name is Jimmy French How do you do? Oh, hey, come on, fair is fair I, I told you my name, the least you can do Okay, my name's Maddie Sheridan Maddie? Yeah,
3: well, <laughs> the truth is my name is Matilda But I don't care for it very much So my
4: friends call me Maddie Well, fine, that's okay with me My name is James uh, Well, I, I, I guess I should be running along I gotta meet a guy downtown uh, Talk about a job Oh, you, you're not working right now? Now, well, I'm kind of between things, you know, but it'll be okay, I guess, if I just keep trying. That's the old American spirit, right? Yes, of course. It was sure nice talking to you, Maddie. It was nice talking to you. Uh, Maybe I'll see you around. Who knows, right? Yeah, who knows?
7: Dr.
3: Cooper's office Oh, yes, Mr. Harrison No, the doctor hasn't come back from lunch yet Oh, I'm sorry Well, I'll tell the doctor that when he arrives Now, will you be able to make your next appointment? Fine I'll tell him, Mr. Harrison Oh, Dr. Cooper Sorry
6: I'm back so late, Matilda Uh, Mr. Harrison isn't here yet, is he?
3: No, he just called this minute He said he wasn't feeling very well And uh, he won't be able to make it today
6: Oh, I was afraid of that Did he say what was bothering him?
3: No, no. That's all he said. But he promised that he'd be here for his next appointment. You look worried, doctor.
6: Yeah, I am. Worried about that man. Sometimes I almost feel I should arrange another doctor for him. He just isn't making the progress I hope for. Oh, well. If he calls again, put him through directly to me. Tell him I could fit him in tomorrow
3: if he wants to. Yes, doctor. Dr. Cooper's office.
4: Hi, is this Maddie?
3: Yes. Who's this?
4: Hi, Maddie, it's Jimmy French. Remember me?
3: Yes. Yes, I remember. Hey, how did you know where to reach me?
4: Well, I remembered what you said about this Dr. Cooper. I just looked you up. Oh. Uh, listen, I, I hope you don't think I'm fresh or anything, but I was wondering if maybe you'd see me sometime. Uh, like tonight?
3: Well, um, I, 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 really don't know. It it's, Sort of short notice.
4: Yeah, I guess it is. I I don't blame you for saying no.
3: Oh, well, I didn't say no. I I just meant that I um well I was going to stay home and do some ironing, but I guess that can wait.
7: Hey, you mean it?
3: Yeah, of course I do. Um, do you think you can pick me up at my apartment?
7: Well, sure. Where is it?
3: It's nine fifteen Southern Avenue on the first floor, apartment two A. Uh, it
4: is seven thirty. Okay.
3: 7
5: 30's fine. Oh, great. I'll uh, see you then, Maddie.
4: One second. Who is it? It's yes, Mike. Yeah, that figures. I knew you'd be coming around again.
6: That's right, Jimmy boy. I'm coming around every night until we get our
4: business finished. Now, what do you say? Got a little installment for me? Mike, listen, I got something better than an installment. Come on, buddy. Don't tell me you got the whole thing.
6: I'd keel over and die. You never had two bills in your pocket at the same time.
4: Mike, I got something going. I got something that's going to take a little time, but it'll be just what I need. What we both need. You know what I need, Jimmy boy. I need my bread. All of it. And I need it now. You'll get it. Every nickel, Mike. I'm going to start putting it all together tonight. 7.30 tonight.
2: Something tells me that Jimmy French isn't the best person that Maddie Sheridan could have met in the cafeteria that night. Of course, I might be wrong. He might be a very fine, upstanding young man whose only interest is getting somewhere in this world. Or is the phrase, getting someone... We'll find out more when I return shortly with Act Two. Say, do you know what happens this
5: time of year? The swallows come back to Capistrano. Nope. The buzzards come back to Hinkley Ridge, Ohio? No. Bulldogs all over the world begin to shed? Not even close.
4: This, my friend, is the time of year when you can get a super little deal on the practical but elegant Buick Apollo. And just between you and me, it may very well be the best chance you'll ever have to buy a Buick. I could have sworn this was Buzzard Day in Hinkley. Hinkley?
6: This can make your blood pressure go up. And <laughs> Madame wish?
4: Oh, well, uh, I'd like pâté to start, I think. Oui, Madame? And bichisoirs. Darling. Uh, Chateaubriand, yes, and pretty quiet. Darling. Yes, sir. I forgot my wallet. What, again? Oh, monsieur.
2: Yes, your blood pressure can go up, but usually it will come back down again. If it doesn't, you may have hypertension. But hypertension can be controlled. Your heart is There's an
0: unusual animal marked with a number of odd characteristics.
2: And... Maddie Sheridan has had a remarkable evening. Remarkable simply because a man, young, attractive, and unmarried, has sought her out treated her to dinner, taken her to a movie, and is now walking her back home. Not a very noteworthy event for many women, but for Mattie Sheridan, after a year of loneliness, a most significant evening indeed.
3: I don't think you really liked the movie, Jimmy. Yeah,
4: it was okay. <laughs> you seemed awfully fidgety. I well, I get that way sometimes, fidgety. I don't know, maybe it wasn't the best way to... Yeah, well, you know, get to know somebody just by sitting in a movie house watching a picture Must be.
3: Oh, what happened about that job? What job? I meant to ask you at dinner About that job interview you went on the night we met
4: Oh, oh that. Well, that, well, that didn't work out But I'll get something, don't worry about me What sort of work do you do, Jimmy? Oh, all kinds of things uh, uh, listen. What time do you have? I don't have a watch. I, I mean, I do, but it's broken. It's in the shop. It's ten
3: minutes after eleven.
4: Oh, uh, is that late? I mean, as far as you're concerned.
3: No, not
4: very. Well, um, maybe I could come in for a few minutes, huh?
3: Yeah, of course. If you want to, I could. um... Uh... Well, I could make some coffee, maybe. Well, that'd be great. Or maybe you'd like some hot chocolate. I still love hot chocolate late at night. <laughs> I suppose I'll always be a child, even though I'm I'm not a child.
4: Tell you the truth, what I'd really like is a beer if you have one. Yes, sure, I think I do. Swell. Um. You like living alone, Maddie? Oh,
3: I don't think anybody really likes being alone.
4: No, that's for sure. Hey, yeah. skip the glass. I'll drink it right out of the can. Okay. Thanks.
3: Oh, that's good. (laughs) Jimmy? Hmm? Can I ask you something? Well, sure. Why are you having trouble finding
4: work? Oh, I don't know. It's just the times, I guess.
3: Well, when you say you, you do all kinds of things, what would some of them
7: be?
4: Well, I guess anything that doesn't require brains
3: Oh, come on, I don't believe that You're very intelligent, seems to me
4: Well, thanks, but you know better, Matty I mean, you know I'm not so good in the education department I quit high school in my second term Ooh, that was a big mistake Well, mistakes can be corrected Look, Matty, you might as well know the worst about me when I was a kid, I was in trouble all the time Stealing cars, stuff like that I was even arrested a couple of times
3: But you were young You didn't know any better then Yeah, I guess It doesn't do any good to blame yourself for what you've done in the past That just it just gives you guilt feelings
4: <laughs> Yeah, Doc, guilt feelings, right? Hey, uh, how much do you charge for an hour? I'm serious, Jimmy yeah, I was afraid you might ask me something serious.
3: Would you rather I didn't?
4: No, the truth is, I guess I want you to be serious with me. I haven't met anybody like you in a long, long time.
3: Then tell me about yourself,
4: Jimmy. Okay. Why, well, you want to hear the rough part? I'm in nothing. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe that. Oh, you can believe it, Maddie. I'm a nothing. <laughs> I don't have a trade. I can't do anything that'll make me a decent living. I got five, six jobs this year, none of them worth a hundred bucks a week. I'm not the kind of a guy who can, well, take a girl to fancy places, stuff like that. I don't like fancy places myself. Yeah, but you deserve something a lot better than cafeterias. I, I, I mean... You're really something special, Maddie. <laughs> Didn't you know that? Me? Listen, I never thought a girl like you would look at me twice.
5: But why?
4: Oh, come on. You know, you're a million times smarter than me. Uh, look, maybe I'd better be going. We haven't even finished your beer. I, I, I'd better go. I'm just getting you all depressed and, and me too.
3: Jimmy? Jimmy? Huh? Will you, um... Will, will you be calling me again?
4: Ah, why do you want to hear from a guy like me? What for?
7: Hello? Maddie?
3: Hmm? Who is it?
4: Look, I'm sorry to be calling so late. I I guess you must have been fast asleep.
3: Oh. Well, I did go to bed right after you left
4: Yeah, I shouldn't have done it, but I, I just had to talk to you again, Maddie I, I hated to see things left the way they were
3: I don't know how things were left
4: Maddie, would you see me again?
3: Of course I would
4: You wouldn't be just saying that, Maddie?
3: Don't be silly
4: Because now you know what kind of a bum I am.
3: I don't know anything of the kind.
4: Listen, this is crazy, but... Would you see me tomorrow night, too?
3: Yes, Jimmy. Sure, I'd be happy to see you tomorrow night.
6: Mr. Harrison not here yet? No, Doctor. I should have guessed that he'd be late He always is recently
3: Uh, uh, Dr. Cooper Yes, Maddie uh, About tonight, I, I know we usually work a bit late on Fridays But but I was just wondering if I could leave at 5.30 Well, yes, of course huh.
6: Something special about tonight?
3: Um, yes, sort of
6: I've been meaning to tell you how well you've been looking these days You're Doing your hair differently, aren't you?
3: Yes, yeah <laughs> I got sort of tired of that old maid look
6: Now, if I had to give a professional opinion, I might diagnose a condition of the heart. All right, I'm here. I suppose you're all upset because I'm late. Oh, no, Mr. Harrison, not at all. Please come in.
7: Hello? Jimmy?
3: It's all right. My place at seven, darling. Here we are. Roast beef, specialty in the house. Yeah, looks good. Would you pour the wine, darling? Uh
7: Uh-huh.
3: You do like roast beef, don't you, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, sure. Not too well done, is it? Oh, my oven heats up like Vesuvius sometimes. No, no,
4: no, no. It's, It's just right.
3: Hey, Jimmy, what is it? Now, look, I can see that
4: something is the matter. Well, nothing's the matter. The roast beef is great. The table looks terrific. You look sensational. You only thing wrong with this whole thing is me. What are you talking about? I'm talking about me, Maddie, about me and you and all the talk about, uh, you know, the future. I don't know what made me start that junk. Talking about marrying when I can't even get a job that lasts more than one week.
3: Jimmy, did you say marrying?
4: What? sure. What else? You know, that's what I want for us, Maddie, more than anything.
3: But you've never mentioned that before. How
4: could I? What right did I have? I've been thinking about it so much I'm sick. You know how that is. You can think about something and get sick. Headaches right now. Oh, darling, poor boy. Why didn't you say something? No, it's not a case for an aspirin. It needs another kind of pill. A money pill. That's what it means. Oh, Jimmy. Maddie, I told you a lie. I told you that I was a a wild kid, a a, a bad kid. That 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 was a lie. I was just an ordinary kid. The guy I described, the, the crook, the punk who stole cars, the guy who got himself arrested twice. That's me now, Maddie. Right now. You don't mean that. I'm telling you the truth about myself. I'm not just a crook. I'm a cheap crook at that. Oh,
3: I just don't believe that.
4: Well, you better for your sake. It's even worse than you know. I'm not just broke. I'm in debt. I've been living on borrowed bread. If I don't pay it back, I'll either go to jail or get my head busted in. Oh,
7: Jimmy, no.
4: Well, that's what they do to guys like me.
3: Jimmy, listen. Listen, I have some money saved. I I have a little over $300.
4: I owe eight grand,
7: Maddie.
4: What? I owe eight thousand dollars. How do you like them apples? Oh Jimmy. Yeah, I'd be yeah. some husband for you, wouldn't I? Uh, best thing for you is to lose me, honey. Lose me. But fat. I
3: don't want to lose you. There has to be something that can be done, Jimmy.
4: Well. Yeah, maybe. I've I have I've been thinking about it a lot. What? What
3: what have you thought?
4: I thought that... What? I, I, I can't even tell you Oh,
3: please, it. come on, you have to.
4: Okay. It's the only time I'll ever ask you to do something like this because... I, I'm going to change right after it's over. I'll, I'll change, Maddie, so help me.
3: After what's over?
4: One more job. Only one, I mean it. But it, it's, it's got to be something worthwhile. Now, Maddie... I want you to bring me the files from the doctor's office. What? I want you to bring me his files, as many as you can carry, only the current cases, the people he's had recently.
3: But, Jimmy, now, I, let I, me I, Let I, me
4: finish. I want to borrow those files just overnight. I'll go through them real quick. So fast you can have them back in the drawers by morning. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll find what I'm looking for right away. Well, what are you looking for?
3: What What good will Dr. Cooper's files do you?
4: It's just an idea I got. I mean, this analyst stuff is, is pretty personal, isn't it? I, I mean, they... They have to tell the doctor everything, don't they? Yes, of course
3: There can't be any secrets from an analyst That would defeat the whole purpose
4: Right, right, no secrets So if I could see the doc's notes If I could read through them Well, there's bound to be plenty of stuff they'd like to hide Stuff they'd pay money to keep quiet Jimmy, Jimmy, you're talking about blackmailing Your boss has a lot of rich patients, hasn't he? Now, you tell me how much this analysis stuff costs. I mean, 60 bucks an hour. They're going to be loaded, Jimmy, right?
3: please don't ask me to do this. Honey, they
4: can afford a few grand. It wouldn't no. hurt them to part with a few grand. If I could just get enough to pay off the loan no. and maybe a little extra for us to get no, started. No,
3: no, 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 no. I won't, Jimmy. I can't. I won't. You
4: won't even listen I, to me. You won't even give me a I, chance. I couldn't
3: do such a thing. I, I just couldn't.
4: Not even for me? For us?
5: No, no, I no. All right. <sighs>
4: So that tells me what I want to know. And I guess you want me to beat it out of here right now, don't you?
7: No, no, I
3: didn't say that either.
4: It just can't be both ways.
3: It isn't I mean, fair. It, it just isn't fair to ask me to do such a thing. It's just...
4: so long, man. I'm sorry about the dinner. You went through a lot of trouble, but I uh... just don't have any appetite,
7: Jimmy.
3: me, Jimmy. Who? It's Maddie.
4: Maddie, what are you doing here? I, I
7: just, I just wanted to see you.
3: I've been calling you for days.
7: I, uh, I've been out.
4: Why didn't you call me? You know why. I missed
3: you terribly
4: I missed you too, Maddie What's the use? What's the good of us seeing each other? It doesn't go nowhere, honey Don't you see?
3: Jimmy Can't you see what I have here? What's that? It's the files It's not all of them It's, It's just his current patients Patients? Yes, it's Dr. Cooper's files I've brought them
2: well, well They say that love is blind But in this case You might also say that love is Just a little bit larcenous, too No, we won't pass judgment on Maddie Sheridan We know the pressures that she faces But who knows who else is going to be pressured As a result of this night's work We'll find out very soon when I return with Act 3. The Veterans Administration helps people
4: in little ways. A veteran, let's say, is trying to get in the court. He's filed to go to school under the P.I.D. He's not getting any money, but he's entitled. Well, what's wrong with writing a letter saying that under the law, this man is entitled to receive $220 a month? for attending school on a full-time basis. Believe it or not, he can take that letter with the little job, take it to the real estate people, and because he has an additional income of $220, although he isn't receiving it, it makes his chances of getting that apartment much better. And, and this is what I mean about the little things. Going beyond the duty every once in a while. Just go a little bit out of your way to help someone. All right, that's my philosophy. To me, these are little things.
0: But big things to that person. Very, a big thing to that person. At VA, we try a little harder to help. Right now, you can get True Value Hardware Store's own True Test Standard Latex paint at special low prices. Hi, Frank Lieber here to tell you that you can take your pick, house paint or interior paint, just $4.99 a gallon. True Test Standard Latex House Paint resists fumes, alkali, blistering and fading. It comes in white, or ready mixed colors. True Test Standard Interior Latex, Normally covers in just one coat. It comes in pastels or white. Take your pick, just $4.99 a gallon. Or get TrueTest Woodsman Solid Color Latex Stain. It resists fading and blistering. It lasts twice as long as conventional oil stain, and it cleans up in soap and water. 21 rustic flat colors, just $5.88 a gallon. True Value Hardware stores make TrueTest paint in their own paint factories. Their reputation as paint specialists rests on the quality of that paint. Get True Test Paints at special low prices now during the Labor Day paint sale exclusively at True Value Hardware Stores.
2: There is frantic activity in the one-room apartment rented by Jimmy French, a steady period which has lasted for many long hours. Folder after folder has been perused, Long, copious notes full of psychiatric jargon have been studied. And if Jimmy French is getting what he expected from the notes of Dr. Vernon Cooper, he certainly doesn't seem to be pleased with the results.
4: Nothing. Nothing. I, I can't make heads or tails Sir, out of this please, stuff. please, Jimmy, try just to
3: keep them in, in some kind of order. If you mix up the pages, I'll never get them back correctly in the files.
4: Why can't I figure out what he's talking about half the time? I
3: told you it wouldn't be easy, th- that they wouldn't make sense to you.
4: It's like reading a foreign language. Wait a minute. What, what, are, what are those type pages? Well,
3: they're transcripts of conversations. They're, they're taken from a tape recorder.
4: Well,
3: Dr. Cooper doesn't always tape what his patients are telling him unless he thinks it's important.
4: Oh, boy, this looks like a long night. I haven't even eaten yet, have you?
3: No, I came right from the office.
4: I got some hamburger meat in the refrigerator.
3: You want me to fix it? That'd be great. All right. Maddie? Yes?
4: Look, I I know how you feel about this, but you're not doing your boss any harm. These files will be back where they belong tomorrow morning.
3: You're all right, Jimmy. Jimmy? Well, it's all set.
4: I couldn't find any hamburger rolls, so I hope white bread will do.
7: Maddie.
4: Maddie, I think I got it. I think I found the one. You did? He doesn't mention the guy's name, just his initials. M.J.H. Now, who is he? Do you know? Who's M.J.H.? M-J- oh, Jimmy. Jimmy.
3: No, not that one.
4: Well, why not? Who
7: is he?
3: Because his name is Harrison. It's Martin J. Harrison, and he's in Wall Street, and... Oh, I, I suppose he's very wealthy, but he's but he's such an unhappy man. Jimmy, don't make it any worse.
4: He doesn't sound so unhappy to me. You, you read the stuff about him? No, I don't
3: know anything about him. Dr. Cooper types his own notes. They're confidential.
4: Well, I'll tell you one thing about the guy. He, he's got a girlfriend. He does? How old a guy would you say he is? Oh, I don't know. I suppose he's close to 60. <laughs> well, guess how old Diana is. Uh, that's her name, Diana. She's 18 years old. How about that, 18 years old And of course, he's married, isn't he? Yes, he's married Diana 18-year-old Diana Boy, you should read the way he talks about her You put the stuff in a book, you'd have a bestseller Maddie, uh, tell me more about this guy I don't don't know
3: any more about him All I know is that Dr. Cooper worries about him a lot He says he's one of his most difficult patients Yeah, 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 I can see that Sometimes he said that, that that he shouldn't be treating Mr. Harrison That he isn't helping him enough Well,
4: maybe we can help him Maybe we can help ourselves Oh, Jimmy All oh, this is so horrible His wife doesn't know about Diana Of course, he talks about that a lot You know, the fact that his wife doesn't know That it would kill her if she knew He's worried sick about that I mean, he's crazy about his wife But he can't give up this 18-year-old stuff either Can you imagine Please,
3: please, Jimmy, stop it
4: You can't feel sorry for a guy like this, can you? Yes,
3: of course I can feel sorry Whatever's wrong with the man, he can't help himself He just can't That's why he's going to Dr. Cooper in the first place
4: Yeah, and that's why I'm going to him Now, where's the phone book?
3: Jimmy, I can't let you do this what? You don't understand about Mr. Harrison. If you if you could just see the man, the way he looks when he comes into the office, he's so unhappy.
4: Look, you expect me to be sorry for this guy? Yes. Yeah. I bet he said it's soft all of his life. I bet he's never had to kick around the street like a stray cat. All right, so now he's having himself a fling and he needs a shrink to make excuses for himself. I'm sorry, baby. My heart doesn't bleed for Mr. MJH. It bleeds for me, Jimmy French.
7: Oh, Jimmy. Hey. Hey, come on, cut that out, huh? Come on. I can't
4: help it. Don't cry. You can't
7: do this to this man. Jimmy, he's sick.
3: He's very sick. If if we do something like this, we're liable to make it work.
4: You think I care about that? All I care about is us.
3: But you might drive him out of his head.
5: You might make him insane. No.
4: No. I'm just going to make him a little bit poorer. (laughs)
3: Oh, morning, Mr. Harrison. Morning. Uh, I'm glad you were able to keep the appointment. Is the doctor in? Uh, Yes, I'll tell him you're here. Dr. Cooper, uh, Mr. Harrison's arrived. Yes, I will. You can go right in, Mr. Harrison.
6: Thanks. Please come in, Mr. Harrison. I suppose you've got a few nasty things to say to me today. Oh, why would you think that? Oh, because of the appointments I've missed. Or uh, Maybe it doesn't matter to you. You you get paid no matter what, right? Probably a relief to you when your patients don't show up. Please lie down, Mr. Harrison. Oh. All right. Well, is it true you're glad when we screwballs don't show up to bother you, aren't you? Yeah, you happen to be wrong about that. I'm not glad to miss a session. I lose something by it. And more important, so do you. Mm. Sixty bucks, that's what I lose. Can you give me any particular reason why you didn't show up last time? You know the reason, do I? You know very well. I needed a different kind of therapy, doctor. Go on. Well, you know what I'm going to say next. No, I'd rather you did the talking. I, I went to see her, of course. Diana. I see. Took me a whole day to figure out how to get to Diana's place and stay a while. Without my wife finding out, of course. And did you succeed? Yes, I succeeded. I told her I was coming to see you. That's always a good excuse, of course, going to see my analyst. So you see, you do come in handy sometimes, Dr. Cooper. You're worth $60 an hour even when I'm not here lying on your couch. (laughs) I'm on somebody else's couch. You don't? Really consider me an excuse, do you, Mister Harrison? No, that's that's not what I meant, Doctor. You know what I meant. Please continue. Anyway, I I made sure that Elizabeth didn't know where I was. I I always have to make sure of it that she doesn't suspect anything. I told you what it would do to her. She's a sick woman. That heart of hers is held together with tissue paper. Did I ever tell you how sick she is? Yes, you've told me. It would it would kill her if she found out about Diana. She. Just lay down and die. I I can't have that happen, Doctor. She's everything to me. She's my whole world. I know what you're thinking. If she's my whole world, what am I doing with Diana? That's what you want to know, isn't it? You can answer the question. Please do. That's that's just the thing. I I can't answer it. I I don't know. Every time I I see that rotten little 18-year-old tramp. Tramp. That's all she is. Gale bait. And yet? You continue to see her. I've got to. I can't help it. I've got to go on seeing her, Dr. Cooper. She, she's got a spell on me. A, a hex of some kind, I swear it. And yet, oh God, if Elizabeth ever knew, if she ever found out it would it would kill her, my wife would die. And then I'd die, too. <laughs>
3: Jimmy, Jimmy over here. Oh,
4: hi, honey. How are
3: you? I'm scared. I'm terribly scared.
4: Oh, now, forget that stuff. You've got nothing to be scared about. Why didn't
3: you call me all day? Don't you realize what I was going through?
4: Well, I was too busy.
3: Jimmy, please
4: tell me what's happening. Okay, I'll tell you exactly. I called Mr. Harris. You really did? I called him in his office. I told him I know all about his little 18-year-old and that if he didn't want his wife to find oh, dear out... Now, Lord. Now, now, now listen. Tell me about Dr. Cooper. Everything's okay there, isn't it? And if you mean the files, no, he doesn't realize they were disturbed. And what about his
3: prized patient, MJH? Well, he didn't come in today. He broke his appointment today. He always does that when something's really bothering him.
4: Maddie, listen. This will all be over soon.
3: When? Please, please tell me when.
4: This weekend. So soon. Well, there's no use putting it off. I set the price high, so he's liable to bargain. I'm ready for that. I know how to compromise. Maddie, don't look like that. I can't help Jimmy. I feel so dirty. I'm doing this for both of us, honey. You know that. Tell me, you know it. Yes, yes, I suppose I know it. And you love me too, don't you?
3: Say it, Maddie. I love you, Jimmy. Ah!
6: morning, Manny Good
3: morning, Dr. Cooper How are you?
6: Oh, well, not very well this morning, I'm afraid
3: Why? What's wrong?
6: Well, I gather you haven't heard the bad news
3: No, I haven't
6: It appears that I've lost a patient Who is it? My problem patient Oh, I should have known better I should have realized that he needed more help than I was able to give him. Then this might not have happened.
7: You...
3: You don't mean Mr. Harrison?
6: Yes, Mr. Harrison. I knew there was a dark and dangerous force within him. That it was getting closer to the surface every day, but I never expected anything like this.
0: What happened?
6: He killed a man, Maddie. He what? I saw the violence in him, but
0: I didn't foresee
6: this. Oh.
5: Who did he kill?
6: A blackmailer. <gasps> the man's name was French, James French. He was threatening to tell Harrison's wife about a young girl Harrison was in love with. <gasps> oh. Harrison wasn't going to pay him. Harrison went to see the man, and he brought a gun with him. He shot him dead. And now the police have arrested him.
7: Dear God A
6: blackmailer I can't, can't understand it I can't understand where he could have learned such a thing How he could have made such a terrible mistake
3: A mistake? What do you mean?
6: Well, I mean there was no cause for blackmail, Matty No real cause, only the dark fantasies in his own soul
3: Fantasies?
6: There was no girl named Diana It was only Harrison's delusion Only a creation of his own guilt-ridden mind
3: She wasn't real?
6: He was guilty about something that never existed. When a blackmailer threatened him, he protected his delusion with murder. The ultimate rationalization.
2: The ultimate rationalization. And suddenly, Maddie Sheridan's dream of the future is destroyed. But then, her dream was a rationalization too, wasn't it? She'd convinced herself that true love was more important than truth. Now, of course, she'll never know whether the love of Jimmy French was true or not. At least she spared that cruelest of all fates. We'll be back shortly. Excuse me, sir, but do you know what
6: happens this time of year? Right on, pal. Uh-huh. I happen to know that right about now a freak blizzard falls on Dumont, New Jersey uh-huh. and no. they're snowed in for the rest of the summer. Uh-huh. Happens every uh-huh. year.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, You see, what happens this time of year is that you can get a particularly good deal on what is perhaps the most luxurious mid car on the market,
0: the mid-sized Buick Century Regal. Uh, what uh-huh. good's a car when you're hopelessly snowed in? Uh, well, that's the point. Once upon a time there came to pass a new law and great changes came over the people. They were happy and busy themselves at work they enjoyed. They were kind to the earth and it gave back to them. No one had to lock doors or put fences around their land. Everyone had enough to eat. The sick and the aged were cared for. The people
6: stood proud and tall. In the, in the land light, of make-believe there were no poor. The Campaign for Human Development is working to make the same thing happen in our real world. Campaign for Human Development United States Catholic Conference.
2: We hope you've enjoyed this little journey into neurosis, blackmail, and murder. They're the typical sort of menu on the Radio Mystery Theater, as our loyal audience has already discovered. We plan to bring you more of the same bill of fare in the future. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to see if I've managed to oil the creek out of our door. Our cast included Augusta Dabney, Jack Grimes, Alan Hewitt, Robert Maxwell, and Joan de Moray. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Now, a preview of our next tale.
4: There's nobody in there. I'm telling you, there's nobody
5: in there. What happened to my husband? Now oh, calm, calm down, ma'am. Think. Aren't you sure this is the same... I'm sure. I know. Don't you try to talk me out of it. I know. I was here exactly one and a half hours ago. I was here. This place was open. This service station was operating, and there was a man here, Frank. Uh,
6: how, how do you know his name was
5: Frank? Because the name was written on his shirt. Now look, ma'am, I don't know what... Going- my husband, I, I want my husband. Now, what happened to him? Ma'am,
7: I try to hold on to yourself.
5: Don't
4: pass out, please.
7: Don't,
5: don't, don't faint on me. I
7: wouldn't
4: know what to do. Uh, yeah, let, let me help
2: you back to the cab.
7: Oh, Leo. <laughs> Leo, what did they do to Oh,
2: Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, brewers of Budweiser. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
1: department stores have just received a new shipment of men's
7: famous Wrangler blue denim flare jeans. And listen to this price, just $10.99 a pair.